0: I'm
1: unto you. We have said that we love you. Not only did we love you yesterday, not only will we love you now, but we will love you forever. Father, there is nobody in the Bible that loved you and do not show forth for him. Father, when you showed for them mountain skip, Joashid loved you, and Father, you fought battles for him. Ezekiah loved you, and Father, you made him to lose to, to win wars when he was asleep. Father, we have come again this morning to say that we love you. Father, may you win wars for us. May you make us to sleep, O Lord Jesus Christ, and conquer wars in our sleep. Father, remember in your word in Psalm, you say you make us to dwell in safety. Father, please, Lord, may we dwell in safety in your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. My time again has come, Father, for you to send the word unto us. You also told us that you sent the word and you healed us. Father, may the word heal us in Jesus' name. Amen. May the word revive us in Jesus' name. Amen. May the word bring miracles in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, your word has made us to understand that the word is light. in the beginning was the word, and that word was light. Father, please as the into our life, may each destroy every darkness in all the corners of our lives in Jesus' name. Father, our Lord, the word is greater than most everything. Father, as the Lord, as the word pierce into our hearts today, Father, may it heal us, may it restore us, may it deliver us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, please, Lord, I am satisfied just to be a vessel. I totally decree that you alone might increase right now. Heal your people, do everything and take back all your glory. For I can never share an atom of your glory with you in the mighty name of Jesus. And so, Father, can of things, I will say everything you want said, and nothing you want said shall be said. Thank glory, Father, thank glory, Son, for doing this for us, for in Jesus' one trust name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please, can you put your hands together as you sit on top of your enemies. Thank you, and thank you very much. As I started last, in the first service, I want to specially recognize and thank God for the privilege to share the gospel with you, and as I said, it's one I don't take for granted. Each time I have an opportunity to share... Spoke with people, I am joyous. It's something that I'm glad to do. Because the word of God says in his presence, there is pleasures forevermore. Anytime we share the word of God, anytime you listen, there is pleasure. May God help us in Jesus' name. I also want to recognize and thank my beautiful wife for helping me to be here. When the word came, she did everything that I will be here. May God bless our richly in Jesus' name. I want to recognize our father. The VC of this school. It is an uncommon thing. I want to thank him especially for coming into the presence of God. It is not easy. And he has shown me an example. You see, in the world, we live in a world that when God, sometimes I say God is afraid to lift, to lift people. Because sometimes when God lifts people, they forget about God. God wants you to come and fellowship with him. That is why some of us will never see success. Because when God makes us to succeed, we run away from God. But this is one that God has levated to a long of the career and is still coming to the presence of God to worship. May God lift him and sustain him more and more in Jesus' name. I also want to thank our mother in the Lord, Madam Otobong, wonderful woman. Please put your hands together for her. It is not easy to sustain a flock. It's not easy. But she has done it consistently and consistently and over time. May God continue to sustain her in Jesus' name. I also want to recognize my wonderful friends, my friends in the house. I am seeing all of you. God will bless you in Jesus' name. I also want to thank you for coming to church. It is a time and a perilous time which we are living in. time that people no longer love God. A time that people want to do the affairs of the world. You could have slept in your houses, but you have come to the presence of God to worship. Because you have come to meet with God. May God meet with you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis 3, 8-10. Genesis 3, 8 to 10. Genesis 3, 8 to 10. And I read. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Praise God. I want to be talking to us on a topic I titled, Where At Thou? Where At Thou? Where At Thou? You can also say, Where Are You? because the Bible was written in those days. It's written in the King James, and that was their language in those days. Where At Thou? And this question was the first question that God asked of our ethnic parents. This was the first question that God asked of our early parents, Adam and Eve. And when God writes something in the Bible, it is not for a joke. Anything that happens in the Bible is not for a play. It is something that. We must take into coincidence because the word of God does not have room to lie. If God is to come into this room and look at you and by chance, just by play, say, oh, my friend, your head is big. Or like, you know, you have to usually play with your friends and say, I look at your big head. If God is coming to this place and say, looking, maybe look at your friend, and say, look at your big head. Immediately, if your head was not swelling, it will swell. Praise God. Because God does not have the capacity to play with words. He says he honor his word more than all his name. So when God puts something in the Bible, maybe for example, in the world today, we are conversant of what we say, a pounia. First thing. So this is the first question God asked our early parents. And God is asking us today. And I want to say that as I said in the first service, when God asks you a question, It is not that God does not know the answer. Because the word says he knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything. He is the one omnipresent, omniscience, everything. He knows everything. But he wants you to answer the question so that he can help yourself. Praise God. So each time you answer God's question, like he will answer today, he's going to help yourself. May God bless us in Jesus' name. And I said in the first service, and I will repeat again, if you do not know where you are, you cannot know where you are going to. So it is That we should answer this question. And when God is asking this question as He's asking you, He's not asking you this question to know your physical location. For example, He's not asking you to know that you are in chapel of praise, He's asking you to know your spiritual and mental location. Praise God. God is asking you this question to know your spiritual and mental location. And I said, if you want to answer this kind of question, you don't answer just like that, you answer in relation. For example, Maybe your sister or brother comes to ask you for the first time and comes into the gates, and maybe you're in your department, say down, down, down engineering, and he is around this auditorium, and he rings a phone call, or you ring him and ask, where are you? The first thing he will do is going to look around and say, oh, I am at the football field because it's close to the field, or I am at a place like looks like this, and they, write, they are writing the auditorium. Because he needs to answer that question in consonance with something. So when God asks you, where are you? You are answering it in consonance with something, and in consonance we can answer this in two ways. The first way is we can answer this question through the stages of life. Through the stages of life, we can answer the question, "God, which God is asking us, where are you?" Through our stages of life, and two, we can also answer it through the seasons of life. Please turn with me to First John chapter two, verse fourteen. Sorry, verse twelve to fourteen. First John chapter two. Verse 12 to 14. I read. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because he have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the father. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning beginning. I write unto you young men because ye are strong and the word of God abided in you and ye have overcome the wicked one. In that scripture, God is describing three stages of life. God is describing to us three stages of life and you can answer this question through one stages of life. The first stage that God is putting forth to us is the child stage. The next one is the young man stage. The next one is the father stage. Child stage. We can also see the childhood stage. The childhood stage is the stage in life where we want people to do things for us. If you're in the childhood stage of your life, you always want somebody to do things for you. You You're asking, oh... I want this person to help me. For example, if as we are students, I want someone to read my books for me. I want someone to help me write exams. People are like that. I want someone to help me pass. People are like that. They want to go to meet the lecturer to help them pass. You always want people to do things for you. If that is the kind of life you exhibit when you're in your childhood stage and it doesn't matter your age, it does not respond to age. You can be 40 and 60 years, but you are a child spiritually and mentally. So, How are you a child? If you are a child, if you always want people to do things for you, you always demand that people will do things for you. If, as you are children, you need your parents to pay your school fees, you are still a child. You need your parents to do a lot of things for you. You need lecturers to come and teach you. You are still a child. In the spiritual realm, if you always want people to open the Bible and show you things, you cannot open the Bible and read by yourself, you are a child. Praise God. But as I said in the first service, the good news is that God has given us opportunity. You might be a child today and tomorrow you'll be an adult or a young man. Praise God. The next stage is a young man or the adulthood. Young men or adulthood. They always want to do something. This is a stage of your life that you want to exhibit things. Do exploits. You want to do things that people will see. This is a stage that you want to write your exams. You want to pass. You want to have your B.A.C. You want to do explore. You want to explore an industry. You want to do things. If you're in that stage of your life, you are in your adulthood stage and it does not respond to age. Like I said, you might be a 16 year old, but you're an adult mentally and spiritually. If you're an adult, it is a stage that you kneel down in your house and pray. It is a stage that you open your Bible without anybody calling you to pray. It is a stage that you come to church without anybody forcing you to come. Praise God the fathers. The father or the parenthood is a stage of our life that we keep legacies. That is you want to do things for others. Remember the childhood stage you want people to do for you. The adulthood you want to do. The legacy you want to do for others. Praise God. When was talking he says his primary aim is for the students that is he doesn't want his own again he wants you to benefit and you can stay like that and also want to benefit others you do things that others will benefit you want to establish things that other for example i said in the first service your fathers and mothers are in their legacy stage they do not they are not for themselves again their own mostly are finished so they are laboring that they want to do for you they want to send you to school if that is the kind of life you are exhibiting you are in the fatherhood stage and it does not matter your age if you like let you be be the 16 year old boy or a 16 year old girl you can be an elder you can be a father praise God and I've talked about three stages now. The first stage is the childhood stage, which is learning. They want people to do things for them. The second stage is the living. They want to do exploits. The last stage is the legacy. They want to keep a legacy for themselves. They want to do things for others. But that is the stages of life. And I don't want to dwell there. I want to dwell in the seasons. Let's open our Bibles to Genesis 8, verse 21 to 22. Genesis 8, 21 to 22. Genesis 8, 21 to 22. And I read, and the Lord smelt a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again cause the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing, as I have done. Well, the earth remained, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter. And day and night shall not cease. This was when Noah came out from the ark. And the Bible says he sacrificed a kind of sacrifice that attracted God. And I usually say if you want the impossible, you must do the impossible. If you checked, Solomon sacrificed a wonderful sacrifice and God came to him. Noah came out from the ark that is a message for another day and sacrificed a wonderful sacrifice and God came and showed up and said no I will not destroy man again for this purpose but as long as man live seed time and harvest cold and heat day and night will not cease and that is where I want to dwell on in that portion of the Bible God has deposited or exposed to us six seasons of life and I will talk on it briefly praise God Praise God. Praise God. Let not be too cold. Praise God. The first season or the first season of life which you can use to know where you are is the seed time. The seed time. What is the seed time? If you are in your seed time, the seed time is a time to plant. Seed time is a time that you plant. Seed time is a time that you sacrifice to achieve something in future. If you are in your seed time, you will always sacrifice. And seed time mostly is done Personally, nobody will accomplish you to do seed, to plant seeds. You do it alone. But you must plant seed if you want to harvest. And like I said in the morning service, if you want a BSC your seed time is to come to school and stay these four years. You will not have a BSC if you do not sow seed. If you want to make heaven, if you want to make heaven, your seed time is to stay in this world and live a holy life. That is the seed time. If you want to have money, the seed time is the time for which you invest. Invest in yourself and invest in your knowledge. Gone are the days when people wanted to invest in themselves. Presently, young people are interested in putting uh, their time in what we call yahoo yahoo. They want to make it quick. People no longer want to suffer. Praise God. And as it comes like that, fast, so will it disappear fast. And the God of heaven has said that as long as you live in this world, seed time will always come. There must be a time for you to plant. If you do not plant, you will not harvest. By chance, our VC has come. So maybe I will use him many times. As the VC is coming here, you will see as when he comes in any gathering in the school, everybody will arise. Everybody must stand. And some of us, we envy that. Don't, many a times, people envy the harvest. They don't envy the seed term. No, don't envy the harvest. Envy the seed time. There was a time it was like you as a student. toiling and suffering. Nobody was there to see him. Nobody was there to stand up for him. you live it. God has said it and it must come to pass. There must be a sea time. The next, the next season, the next season is a cold or winter season. And I said in the first series that we are living, the Bible was written in those days. The days that you have to understand, it was not written in Africa. In Africa, I think we have basically two seasons. The the rainy and the, the the sunny season but if you go to europe we have about six season they have the winter winter is a cold season where everything is freezingly cold and it's the same thing as cold the cold season like i said is this time for abandonment and loneliness if you're in your cold season everybody will abandon you there are times it will come like that all of us we have had it all of us if the VC has also had it, there was a time in his life that everybody abandoned him, nobody wanted to relate with him, everybody was looking down on him. That is the cousin, cool everything is cold. If you do not understand seasons, if you are in your cousin, cool it will seem as if everything is going down, and again, in your cousin, it is not a time for you to destroy yourself. Some people want to take their lives because they're in their cool Don't destroy yourself, because even in Europe. In the cold season, immediately after the cold season comes the winter. The time that everything blossoms. So immediately after your cold comes the winter. Praise God. The next one is the heat or summer season. The heat or summer season. The heat or summer season. The heat or summer season season is a shiny season. The time that anything you do, everybody sees it. Everybody sees it. Whatever you place your hand on becomes gold. Everybody is seeing you. What you do is hitting. For example, if you're a singer, you're, if you're in your heat or summer season, as you're releasing your songs, they are heat tracks. If you're a student, as you're reading your books, you're passing. There are some times that you read your books as a student. I've counsel a lot of them. You read your books. They read their, they, These students, you know, they read their books. They go into exams so or they cannot pass. What is happening? Sometimes it might be the seasons of your life. It will be a terrible season of your life if you're in your core season and you're a student. But if you understand it, you can manage it and go through it successfully. May God help us in Jesus' name. The next season is the day. The day season. The day season is the bright season. A season where everybody see you. Wherever you are, people are seeing you. Whatever you touch becomes gold. Like I said, whatever you touch becomes gold. Everybody wants to come close to you. For example, our have everybody wants to come close to him. Day season. Whatever is touching now becomes good. It takes the micro- microphone and says, all of us turn up, we turn up. Day season. You can also be in your day season. It does not matter the age you are. It does not matter the time you are. You can be in your day season. The next season is the night season. The night season. The night season is a time where everything closes over you. If you're in your night season, everything will close over you. Nobody, if the night comes, like it, it will come in the night today, If you stand out in the night, you cannot see afar, you cannot even see anything. If you are in such a season, everything will close. Nobody will see you. No matter what you do, it will not be seen. But God is merciful. The night season is not a nice season for you to sleep, for you to cry. It is a season for you to dream dreams. If you check most of the Bible characters, the time they were in their night season was a time they dreamed. They dreamt. Was a time that they had vision, was a time of creativity. Oh, but if I, adventure, if I have this opportunity, this is what I would do now. If you're in your night season, nothing is working for you. What is the dream that you are dreaming of? What do you think you will be if God opens the day for you? Praise God. The night season will come in your life, whether you like it or yes, it will come. When that comes, it is not for time for you to cause God, not the time for you to abuse God. It is a time to reflect on yourself, create yourself, dream dreams, stay quiet. And when the day comes, God will expose you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Season. The last one is the harvest season. The harvest season. A time for harvest is a time where we reap. If you are planted, you will reap. For example, if you are a student at the end of four years or five years respectively, you have your B.A.C. and you graduate. If you were not a student, you did not plant, nothing will come forth. If you if you are a student and you sowed night classes, you sowed time to read, you will also be productive. Again, if you are a child of God, after all these years of toiling, at the end of the day, you will see your Lord in glory. That is a time for you to harvest. How wonderful will it be for all of us to meet God and sing Ozana? We cannot turn all these toiling, So, all this, seed, Put your offering at the end of the you miss heaven. May God help us in Jesus' name. And I have described the seasons. That is, I say that God is asking you, where are you? And you can answer this question by telling him the stage of life you are, or you can answer this question by telling him or telling yourself the season of life you are. And from this season, we'll just take four lessons and we'll pray and close. The first one is that the harvest season is the most complex season. People usually think that the harvest is the most enjoyable season. Praise God. People in the world would think that the harvest, when I am harvesting, is the season I should be very happy. But it is not. It is the most, other seasons are not as complex as the harvest. Praise God. Harvest season is when you reap what you sowed. And like I use a VC, I will use him again. I use pastors in the morning. Praise God. Our VC is now harvesting all the night class he used to sow in those days in the school. I think he went to University of He He's harvesting all those things he's sowing. People are standing up for him now. Yes, you must stand. It is by force. You must... He, no, because he's in his harvest period. If you come to your harvest, you he must stand also. Praise God. But he has to understand things. What are the things? Because the harvest season is the most complex. The first one is that he was the only one i said let me take it like where i take if one man can plant a field but it takes a lot of people to harvest and i want to give a, an illustration he can be the only one or he was the only one that was showing seed when he went to school nobody was showing seed with him nobody was there in his classroom or in his night class doing all those night classes with him nobody as you are today. Nobody will follow you to your night class. Sometimes if they follow you, not follow you always. Nobody is reading and writing your exams for you. You have to sue alone. But now, as he has manifested, if you check around, he has a lot of people. Driver, PA, cook, all those things. All of those people have come to harvest in a season. And I used, I'm, I'm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Pastor E.I.W. today it is in his harvest season. He was in his since some time ago, seven, 1976. If he wants to tell you his story, he is suffered and toiled. He left his wonderful paying job as a senior lecturer in the university those days, very young, to come and be a pastor. It takes grace to do that. He suffered and toiled for years. But today, there is no way he can, he doesn't go to, to meet people. He goes to meet nations. He's not kings and queens again. The nations call him. He's in his harvest season. And I said that there are Thousands and thousands of pastors worshipping and doing these ministries with him. And all those pastors are working in a ministry that is in the harvest. But them are not in their harvest season. They they are in their seed time season. And if they fail to recognize, they will misplace it. And if you are working in someone that is in his harvest season, please do not want the stardom of the harvest. Do not want the shine of the So you are seed in that time. Because like I said in the morning, a lot of people will be in a ministry for 10, 20 years and they will achieve nothing. Why? Because they wanted the harvest. For example, I also said with a mama here that being a harvest, doing things for us here. But you have come as a chorister or have come as a worker and you want to be seen as mama. If you want to be seen as mama, you want to carry Oh, People are not seeing me. I'm not being recognized. Whereas that is not your harvest. That is your seed time. If you fail to recognize that you want to be seen and to be seen and forget to sow. Many years after, nobody will remember that you were here. And there are some people, some in this place. Five years from now, five years from now, people, you as students, will always go back to remember them. Why? Because as they... Understood, they were not in the harvest, they were not harvesting, they were not getting from people, they were sowing into people's life. And years after, when you will be complaining, I have not seen anything, them, they'll be harvesting. Praise God! So, in the harvest season, is the most complex because one person will sow, but it takes a lot of people to harvest. And, like I said in the morning, if you're in your harvest season, please, you have a mandation, a duty. To also help the people walking under you to let them know that they are not in their harvest season, they're in their seed time. A lot of people will not want to know. If those people do not want to know, please allow them. And like I said in the morning, I have some people that I mentor in this place. And each time when they come to me, I just study them. If you want the shine, I just allow you to go. Because as a student, it is not your harvest, Mm-mm. it is not your harvest, it's not for time for you to reap, it's a time for you to sow. You are sitting in a please so In the kingdom of God, so in church, so in people's life, so and the Lord say he that sow it bountifully will also reap bountifully. But the problem with most of us, I know a problem with most of us, they think that if I sow in this man field, this is the man that will reap it. For example, the driver of the visit is in his seat time. If he might think that, oh, if I work so much and so and make people to love the VC in this is in this time, I am making, I'm doing that for the VC. No, that is not. In Luke, I think Luke, Luke 16 verse 12. Luke 16 verse 12. God has made us to understand that if a man is faithful in another man's field, I, the Lord, will give you your own field. Praise Lord. If you are not faithful in another man's field, God will not give you your own field. That is why some people today are bad leaders because they were bad followers. They could not follow well. And because they could not follow well, God will not give them ability to lead well. God is not a God of stupidity. He works by principles. May God help us in Jesus' name. The next lesson is that the seed time needs a specific place of harvest. The seed needs a specific place of harvest. Please turn with me to Genesis 16 verse 1. Genesis 16 verse 1. Now, Sarah... Abraham's wife bare him no children and she had an handmaid an Egyptian whose name was Hagar and Sarah said unto Abraham behold now the Lord has restrained me from bearing I pray thee, unto, I pray thee go into my maid it may be that I may obtain children by her and Abraham, Abraham Abraham's rather heckoned to the voice of Sarah and Sarah Abraham's wife took Hagar her, Hamid, the Egyptian, after Abraham and dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband, Abraham, to be his wife. Praise God. Because of time, I will just explain the story. <coughs> this was the story of Hagar. We know about Abraham and Sarah. Sarah stayed a lot of years and could not be a children. She was, I don't like using the word. Some words I don't even like using. She, she could not be a children. So what uh, Sarah did was marvelous, the way women used to think. They think in marvelous ways. Came to Abraham, the husband, and said, Abraham, please, you know, I cannot be a children. Please, take my wife. Please, apologies to ladies. lady. So I see they are revolting already. <laughs> May God help us in Jesus' name. So, I came to Abraham and said, oh, my husband, I cannot be a child. Please, can you take my maid, that is my uniform, and have a child for me, or let me have a child through her. Whatever how she thought that would work, I, I don't know, understand. But by, you know, when women want a thing, they will have it. Especially if you are the husband. She kept a string, and at the end, Abraham give, gave him. And said, okay, I will do this. And by the mercies of God, her had a child, or impregnated Hagar. Hagar was the maid. And when this happened, you know, as women, will be women. Praise God. Very wonderful people. As women, we'll be women. Hagar started to look down on Sarah. You know, I have... You have stayed all this many, many years. You could not be a child. I have come see the glorious, marvelous work of God in my life. I have now paid a son. I'm now, sorry, I'm now carrying a seed. A son. I now decided to look down on Sarah. Sarah being the original madam. Started to maltreat her. Maltreated her, maltreated her. And maltreated her. Before she did this, please, as I said in the first, first service. In... If you you check down, I think in verse 8 or so. In verse 5. Okay, verse 6. And Abraham said unto Sarah, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleases thee. That is before she did this. She had gone to Abraham and complained. This my maid is looking down on me. And Abraham said, Do whatever you please to Sarah. And like I said, that is a wonderful thing to tell a woman. (laughs) Praise God. She maltreated Hagar so much. That Hagar could not. Of it again, Hagar decided to run away. It is. It happens to most of us. You are facing a lot of challenge. You could not meet again, like Hagar. They decided. She decided to run away, and she ran away to the wilderness. Wilderness, as we know, science students and students, a place there is no food, no water, nothing, sunlight and sunlight alone. And our plan was that when I arrive at the wilderness, I will die. The seed, the child, will die, and all of us, everything, will be close. We we'll commit suicide, and everything will end. But look at verse eight. Look at verse eight. <clears throat> no, verse seven. Let's see verse seven. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence comest thou, and whither and whither wilt thou go? And she said, And like I say, when God is asking you a question, it's not that He wants to know the answer. He already knows the answer. Sarah and Haggai said, and she said, I flee from the feast of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit under her hands. That was the angel. And some of us we can think that this is a very wicked angel. The angel or God in the body of the angel knew that Hagar was carrying a seed, and that seed must be harvested in the house of Abraham for Abraham to be blessed. And we will not allow Hagar to take that seed and harvest it anyway. And say, go back and submit under that, that torture. Be that torture. Whatever that torture comes out, bear it. And it will happen to you. And as the Bible is telling us, she went back and stayed there. She stayed under that torture for 13 good years. She paid the torture and gave birth to Ishmael. And... Ishmael was placed by Abraham. If you read the Bible, I think the next verse, the next chapter, it goes about by saying that it came a time that Sarah said to Abraham, thy born woman, send away thy born woman. And that was the time, God said, it is time for you to leave. And what happened? The angel, of, she left that time and went to the wilderness. If you read down, the angel of the Lord still found her in wilderness and said to her, I hate the cry of the babe and came and revived her. That means the blessing that was on Ishmael from Abraham because that was a covenant person. Abraham was a covenant and transferred the covenant to Ishmael. Because of that covenant if you read the Bible, the child was not praying. The child was sleeping. But because of the anointing, God heard the voice of the child and came to the wilderness and provided water to Agar. The child was revived. The seed was revived. Agar was revived and all the lineage was revived. What am I saying? Some of us are passing through torments in some places. And you want to give in. You want to say, no, I cannot continue. Some of us are coming come from wonderful homes. Like mine. I shared it in the first service that I also said. Like mine, that you cannot stay again. You say, no, I cannot continue here. I have to run away. I see students do that. And I want to say, please don't run away. Stay in that church shop. Because whether you like it or yes, you need the blessing of your father and your mother to succeed if you come to school like this you face torture you face pains if you want to make it sometimes you do not have food to eat we too when we went to school we sometimes there was a time we did not have food to eat you have to pay it pay it because there will come a time that you have a lot of food to eat because you must be blessed by this school so that you can go forth praise god and I said it in the first service that myself, I came from a broken home. I am from a broken home. I had a stepmother from the age of seven. And if you have ever had a stepmother, I pray you should not have one. You know what it means. Especially the wonderful ones. And there were times I would come to, I went to University of Calabar. there were times I was stay in school, I did not want to go home. Yes. But that is, at times I thought I should, no, I should run away. But God in his mercy escaped me. You must stay here. Wherever you are staying and suffering, why? Because there are seasons. Her God was in a cold season. That was a season of everybody decided to her. And I said in the face, of there are times you can be in the dark season too. Nothing is working for you. Nothing at all is working for you. But if you understand God, you have to stay firm, hold firm. Because at the end of the day, at the darkest time, after the darkest time, come the brightest of the morning. Praise God. After 12 minutes comes the brightest of the morning. Praise God. So at that time, you must hold forth the touch Because if you are carrying a seed, the seed needs a specific habit. And like I gave in the first service, an example. There are pastors and a lot of pastors. Truncated their ministries and gone out into the wilderness and have died. They carried so much anointing. They carried so much elevation. They carried God. God is not bounded, but is bounded by his words. If you choose to go out, God opens a way. You will go and die. They carried so much things, but they could not submit to a particular anointing because they thought they were torture so much. Nobody gave them room to show up, nobody gave them room to reverence. It is because they did not understand that they were in their cool season. You can be here, you have so much in you. You know you can do this thing, you can preach this gospel, but nobody has given you. Anytime they give you, they embarrass you. They don't allow you to even shine. No, ma, don't relax. God is taking you through your season of life. You might be in your cold season God is taking you through that. After that season will come a time for you to shine. Don't leave that place. Paraventure, you are here. Don't leave chapel. I say nobody see me in chapel by anger. Nobody see me in Axu And go up to another place. Paraventure your harvest was to be in Axu or to be in chapel. If you go out there, you are going to the wilderness and you will die. May God help us to live in Jesus' name. The next thing, the next lesson is that you need to... Understand and manage your season for no season is a bad one, no season is a bad season. And I said in the first season, these seasons come in a cyclic form. This season will not be one, maybe I have cold, I have harvest, I have heat, I have maybe a a day like that. It does not come like that, sometimes it comes double. And I said, if you have your seed time, you will always have your seed time again. If you're in your harvest season, the harvest will always come again. So if you're in your harvest, it is good to sow so that you also reap again. Praise God. If you are in your cold, the cold will come again. This is the word of the Lord. He says that as far as you live, these seasons will not cease. So God will give you these seasons. Me, I've had it, and I know it will come again. Sometimes our cold season is a time for we to be broke. God is taking you through a phase. No is coming in. All your business, everything looks as if it's tumble. Remember our brother Job. Sometimes I pray radical prayer, please God, don't allow me to go through what Job went through. Because I don't know if my faith can stand it. Everything, cold, night, everything at the same time. But he kept the faith, praise God. So these seasons will not come one after the other. Sometimes they come three of them at the same time. And I pray God, may God not allow us to see cold and dark season at the same time. In Jesus' name, amen. And the next one is that don't fight the seasons, don't fight the seasons. If the season come, don't say, Ah, because I'm in my seat, I have to be in my harvest now. No, allow God to take you through it. If you're in your dark season, don't fight it. Say, I must shine, I must be in my day. No, sir, no, ma'am. Allow God to take you through the face. Because sometimes I tell students, if you're because a lot of I see and I encourage a lot of students to start up things, start to develop yourself, start up something. Have a friend that two of you are always sitting together. Only thing you can do is to gossip. To talk about something. Or to look for woman, Or to look for a place you can dream be in. No. In those days, back then, Bill Gates and Alan, they formed a partnership. They, they started up something. And I'm always encouraging my students to start up something. But don't forget your primary assignment, this one. be start up something. And when you start up, don't want to shine immediately. But eventually, you, you have ability to know clothes. And there's your friend. Have ability to talk. Why don't you perform a, a, a clothing partnership instead of talking all day, all night? Bring that two thousand that you have. Later, her bring that two, twenty thousand she has. Come together and start up something instead of talking and go through the phase. Don't rush it. Don't say, "Ah, I must shine now." You see another, maybe another clothing line making it. You want to make it like like them? No. Go through the phase. Go through the cold, the winter. When God exposes you to the harvest, your harvest will be sustained. Praise God. Some of us cannot sustain. And I say that if you do not understand how to manage people, you will not sustain your harvest. Some of us cannot sustain our harvest because we cannot manage people. Praise God. Some of us cannot sustain our harvest because we want it to happen prematurely. Praise God. May God help us in Jesus' name. And the next one is that because we cannot manage seasons, we always mis- make mistakes. Sometimes you are in your night season, cold season, and you do not know how to manage it, you will make a mistake and go into things you should not go into and do things you should not do. And because of that, a lot of us can stay in one particular season for years. If you have made a mistake, it needs you to make a correction. Don't think that the mistake will correct itself. If you make a mistake, go back and correct it. Restitute two things that will correct the mistakes. You need to know how to manage your mistakes. Praise God. And I want to, because of time, I will do what I did in the first service. Genesis 28 verse 10. Genesis 28 verse 10. A Bible example of someone that went through a very wonderful season. Genesis 28 verse 10. This is the story of Jacob. We know about Jacob. Jacob was the brother of Esau. He was given birth to him by Isaac. Isaac was their father and the dad decided to give him a wonderful name, Esau. And at verse 10, he, by this time, he had sold his birthright. He had sold his birthright and by whatever means, he went into his night season. And if you check down, he went into his night season and when God was about to deliver him, it was his morning season. That, during that season, a lot of things happened to him. If you read the Bible, a lot of things happened to Jacob. But God was faithful to stay with him. Even they gave him a wife in the night. And it was not the wife he wanted. He had to suffer again for another 14, for another years to get the wife he wanted. Praise God. May God help us in Jesus. And because of time, the last lesson is that the cold season does not need, is not a time for us to expose ourselves. The cold season is not a time for exposure. It is a time for ideas. It's time for dreams. It's a time for vision. It's a time for us to create ourselves. It's a time for us to stay quiet. Praise God. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Matthew 2, verse 1. Matthew 2, verse 1 is a story about the wise men. We already know them. And like I said in the the first service, I don't know why the Bible, in all wisdom, calls this people wise men. Because if you see what they did, it doesn't look wise at all. These wise men, they went to a king and said, oh, father, oh, oh, king, we have come to... To to, to to fellowship with you. There is another king paid in this land. And that king, we want to come and worship that king. He is, he's looking as if for you now to walk to the VC and say, oh VC, there's another VC in this school. I want to come and worship that VC. Praise God. Even when he's a Christian, that intuition of serve, there cannot be two kings in any territory. That is an act of treason. And the wise men, when they know this, because the Bible calls them wise, and they went there to go and tell the king, and after they told the king, the king, like we say, I say in this place, we call it R&D, research and development. The king said, oh, people, my research and development team, where does this thing, say? where does this thing should happen? They said it should happen in Bethlehem. He came back to the wise men and said, oh, go to Bethlehem and see him. When you see him and do everything, you see the king, come back and give me one so that I might also go. And the wise men would have gone back to tell the king in all holiness, if not that an angel appeared to them and said, do not and they. And then the message I drew from this in the first service was Jesus that was with a child of God. The answer is automatically yes. Did God give give him, can God or will God or did God give him protection to fight everybody and he will overcome? The answer is automatically yes. But this is the God that can do all this and telling him or telling the parents, please take up the child and flee. Take up the child go and hide because this is his night season. It is not a time for him to manifest yet. It's a time for him to hide, praise God. And they took him and hid him. And Jesus was hidden one in his night season for 30 years. And some of us, we are not even in two years, we want to manifest. Some of us have manifested early and have lost our harvest. Your time of manifestation should come. Don't rush it, don't rush it so that it might be sustained. If you rush it, it will die quickly. And our prayer and my prayer this morning for you is that it will not die quickly in Jesus' name. The message today is God is asking you, where are you? And where are you, you can answer it by seasons. Either the seasons of life or the stages of life. We have spent time to discuss the seasons of life. If you look around your life, you might be in any season. The word of God is coming today, trust God. And God will do it well for you in Jesus' name. Can we be on our feet? It is well. It is well. It is well in the name of Jesus. It is well, Amen. With our souls today. It doesn't matter what we see now. Amen. It is well. Amen. It is well.
0: In the name of Jesus. It doesn't
1: matter what we go. If you're staying here and you've had the seasons of life. If you do not move with the wind of God, you move by the earthly pressures, the pressures of life. The pressures of life will toss you north and south and west. Sometimes you see people in the world, they are moved by the pressure of the world. The world tell you you must harvest down. You move by harvest and you abort your seed time. It is only God that can help you to manifest in time. It is only God that can tell you your season. So if you do not have a relationship with him, you will not know this. And if you are staying in this house and you don't have a relationship with God, this is a to have a relationship with him. If you have not given your life to Christ, please all eyes closed. Please put your right hand on your chest and say and repeat a prayer after me. If you want to give your life to Christ, you want to say, Father, please take me this time and walk with me. Take me this time and open the seasons of life unto me. Take me this time. Restore unto me the seasons of my harvest. Restore the seasons of my harvest. Restore unto me the seasons of my seed time. Restore unto me. Give me the grace to manage you. Please, put your right hand on your chest and repeat. Say with me, Father, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the word. Because you sent your word and you heal them. I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent to come and die for my sins. Because by His by his blood I am saved. I trust and believe you totally today, and I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. With your blood, please wipe away my sins from the book of death and put me in the book of life. Let me be forgiven all my sins. Grant me a new start with you. Bless me as I take this course. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Please, if you pray that prayer, it is not finished. You need to come to church because, like I said, in the stages of life, you are just starting. So your childhood stage of life. You need people to mentor you, to help you, so that you can stand with Christ. May God help you in Jesus' mighty name. Please, I want us to pray a few prayers before we close. If that word ministered anything to you, pray But eventually, it ministered something to you. Please, if maybe you had aborted your time of seed and gone for something of harvest, I want you to pray. Say, Father, please have mercy on me. Forgive me. Whatever the message spoke to you, please pray unto God. In Jesus' name we pray. We want to pray an unusual prayer. A prayer, please. I want you to open your mouth and pray this one. Something happened ago last week as a VC said. I'm an academic staff, and I forgive me my I support union activities. But when they brought a to the gate, like I told my friend, I do not support that one. That is invoking the spirit of date and invoking things. It is not holy. We can your prayers are you pass here, and I hear people stay in that room and pray. Your prayer should not be in vain. Your seed in this place should not be in vain. Coming into this place and sing and clapping hallelujah should not be in vain. You have sowed seed in this place. The devil cannot take over this place. Let's all open our mouth and pray for Axel. Please, I want to encourage you, if you are a child of God, any we are, I think all departments are a, you can start a prayer meeting for your department. We need to elevate Axel. We need to bring holiness into this place. Please open your mouth and pray. Please open your mouth and pray. The Word of God says we should pray for the peace for the peace of Jerusalem because therein lies our peace. You need to pray for this place for therein lies your peace. If this place is not sane, not holy, you will not be sane, you will not be holy. Things will go abazard. If they do not allow you to go to school, you will not graduate in time. Open your mouth and pray. Pray in a desperation. They preach, the word of the choir said, we are desperate for your way. Tell God, Father, please have your way here. The king and the leader of this place have come here. Let his coming here not be in vain. Let God have his way in this place. When David led the children of Israel, he led by the front. When he was recon- when he recognized God, God recognized the children of Israel. Let God recognize Axel. If God recognized Axel, like we used to do, we'll be in the forefront. We'll be the face in everything. No matter our few years of assumption sort of our starting, we can be in the forefront. Let's open our mouth and pray for this university. Let God raise pillars of light in this university. Let God raise pillars of light in this university. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please, because of time, whatever the message minister to you, please continue in your closet and pray and God will have his way in Jesus' name. And so, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you because you sent your word and you healed them. Father, we thank you because of the work of the Holy Spirit in this place whatever you do, Father, please, you are faithful and we believe you are faithful to complete it. Father, for the people that have given their life unto you, Father, please walk with them. Please show them your way and heal us in Jesus' mighty name. Father, for the land of Axel, we dedicate it unto you. Father, we raise pillars in all the junctions of Axel. We raise spiritual pillars in all the junctions of Axel. By the Spirit of God, we raise pillars in all the junctions of Axel. Pillars of light. Father, evil shall not be able to, 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 to dominate here. Evil will not be able to dwell here. Father, by your mercy, we Raise fire of God in this place. Let it begin to burn evil out. People that are evil will not be able to step our foot here. Father, according to your word, please be our shield, the glory and the lift up of our head. For these and many more we pray in Jesus' name. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Praise the
0: Lord. Let's pray.